Welcome to a very special episode of the Craft Heads Podcast. This is episode 150 of CHP, uh, as we like to call it here in the photo booth, uh, film booth, uh, recording studio, whatever. And um, today, well, first I should say, this is the, uh, this is the podcast about nothing, but also everything, where every episode is something a little different. And the reason I say this is a very, very special episode is because we have a very special guest. Probably, I mean, to, no disrespect to all of our other guests, but this is my favorite guest because he's one of my favorite people in the entire world. We have my father, Tom, on the uh, mic with us today. Say hello, Tom. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Tom. Weird to call you, Tom. Cry. Don't you know? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. No, we'll we'll keep it. We'll keep it uh, simple, and we'll bring you on slowly. So we know that. (laughs) Let's establish that early. (laughs) Well, we've had hell of a year. Yes, we have. um, And I talked. I talked with my dad about this before we got on the air. But um, it just to get it out in the open. uh, We are still on year one of my mother passing away. My dad's uh, wife. Uh, one of our favorite people in the entire world as well. But um, if that, if we dive down that path, you'll, I mean, we love to talk about her. Obviously she's one of the greatest people in the world, but um, it would be an honor. So it's open. Yeah. It's so on the it table. Open. Yeah. If anything strikes yeah. your fancy, Alex, and you want to ask some questions about she it. Was let's... An unbelievable, amazing person. Yes, of course. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it it will happen eventually. I'll probably, I'll just say that. But um, before we get into things, I'm going to uh, get mad at you for a second. Father. I'm looking at my dad, of course, Jeez, already. Is that how we're going to start? I, after I talk about how he's one of the best people in the world, I'm going to get mad at him. My my glove is still in my pocket. Okay. So I was at the winery with my golf glove in my back pocket. I noticed. And you didn't say anything? It was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful was thing. Say, that sounds nice. Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, you know, people knew that you were a golfer and that you had spent your day enjoying yourself at the golf course. And why did I enjoy myself so much, Father? Well, oh, pfft. Yes. Oh my God. I segue them into this. Did you this. really work that into yes. the first? What is it? Alex, how long have we been uh, on the air? About three minutes, not even. Thomas shot 70 today on a very tough golf that? course, which is, which is for those non golfers out there, that's a pretty credible score. I mean, I would say that probably 99% of golfers never would shoot 90 in their entire life. 90? I mean, sorry, sorry, 70, 70. So what did I say 90? I you don't said know. 90. You might be right. I had, a, I had two shots of Alex's limoncello before we started, and then we were at a winery before this, so I don't know how loquacious I'm going to be. Hey, for the listeners, Tom, can you tell everybody what you said about my limoncello? Incredible. The best I've ever tasted. I, I think that's Absolutely. what I remember him saying, yeah. It, and and it, it, is, it is literally true. I, I, I was, I'm actually, I'm some, somehow it's easier for me to tell Alex that his limoncello is the best ever than it is to compliment Tom on his 70, <laughs> but no, not really. I'm actually very proud. I'm a very proud father mm. of Thomas's As you well talents and skills. And all of you out there through 149 episodes know mm-hmm. how great these two guys mm. are. And it's been so amazing to watch these guys grow up. And I'm, a, I'm honored to be on number 150. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being here, Tom. I, this is really special for, for me, too. 
Tom is like a, he's like a second father to me as well. And I, I think it's second really cool. cry. <laughs> <laughs> We're already two cries. Yeah, two cries in. Into this I think I didn't used to be a crier. <laughs> it's really cool to see stuff like this come for full circle because um, it, I've mentioned many episodes ago and several times. Uh, you know, Colin Moriarty with Last Stand Media. He was kind of an inspiration of mine in uh, starting Craft Heads with Tommy. And I remember a long time ago after he got really well established and found huge success and like had a massive uh, listener base, he had his dad on the show. Mm. And I always thought that was a really, really cool thing. So maybe we'll get Tim Ball on You gotta have Tim on. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, That would be great. But um, gentlemen, uh, before we dive into God knows what we're diving into, uh, (laughs) for for any newcomers uh, on this special episode, we did a lot of banter in the beginning, but we always have a alcoholic beverage of some kind, beer, wine, or cocktail, or a straight spirit, what have you. And I was actually saving this for an episode. uh, We're going to do a movie rundown, Tara and I soon, we're due. Mm -hmm. But uh, I decided to do this on this episode because I have, as I said to both of you, a smorgasbord to try, all from the same brewery, and I think you'll be very pleased. Uh, This is Allagash. Which, oh, we're doing Allagash. Yeah, and I have four brews from okay. them. And, and obviously, they're, they're flagship uh, Belgian white. Is, isn't it Belgian white, I think? Yeah. But that's one of Tara's all-time favorite beers, and we got a few other... good taste. Yeah, it's, they're just phenomenal. They're in Portland, Maine, I think, right? Is that where they are? I think so. So I'm going to pour the first one, and uh, Tommy, you can sort of lead the conversation, but I'll get the beers going. Yeah, while, while Alex is uh, pouring up these beers, I'll just give you, Alex, since you don't know, a, a little bit of rundown of our weekend, because it was... Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My dad got in on Thursday. Today is Sunday. I'm exhausted, but happily <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. I w- I'm, 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 uh, almost feel a little guilty how many things we've made you do, but you are a hell of an energetic 59-year-old, <laughs> let me tell you that. Um, so, yeah, Alex, uh, or my father, sorry, got in on Thursday. Today is Sunday the 25th, so he got in uh, four days ago. And uh, he got in, and the f- we picked you up from the airport and, and took him to Desta, which we took you and Tara to, Alex. Ethiopian. Desti- Ethiopian. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't go there. You ordered it. Um, yeah, it, we we awarded it in, and I won't ever do that again. I'm glad that we stayed oh, with really? you and yeah. ate there. Yep. Um, and so I, I'll, I'm going to name the two restaurants that we went to. Dad, I want you to tell me which one you liked more afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Alex, mm-hmm. I want to know if you've been to the second place we went to. Mm-hmm. So so we, Thursday was pretty calm. We did Desta, and my dad said he really loved it. Uh, Friday, we actually worked from home. WFH episode 148. Yes. <laughs> uh, we just talked about it last uh, a couple episodes again, Dad. Mm-hmm. And um, afterwards, we went to uh, – we took my dad to Scofflaw. Speaking of flagship breweries, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, that everybody knows in Atlanta knows Scofflaw. We've talked about IPA. it. What, which one? Imperial IPA had one, which was the double basement. So, yeah. so Scofflaw is known for one was for, all it took. <laughs> Scofflaw had another beer, for, but yep, after that, but yeah. um, what was the second one you had? It was a, it was a wheat beer. Okay, so so ba- basement IPA really good, is what they what they're known for. I don't remember double basement you, but, is their best uh, or their their double IPA same thing I'm sure just more hops probably and more ferment fermentation how do you make a double IPA what makes it a double he, yeah would you know I was gonna say Tom might know better than you I do. just drink them yeah th- guys we're experts in drinking yeah, not no brewing. I don't I don't really know yeah I don't really know I just know it's a lot of hops <laughs> yeah we we got a good buzz before we went to dinner which was at Del Bar if you have if you're in Atlanta and you haven't been to Del Bar 
go to Del Bar. Yes. Alex, have you been? No, I haven't. So duly noted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's Mediterranean food. And uh, so, Dad, which one did you like more? Well, Del Bar is an experience. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely is. And, um, you know, what was really great about it was uh, Claire and Tom ordered, too. And, it's you know, it's really nice to go somewhere that you haven't been before with people who really appreciate good food and have them just let, just trust, just mm-hmm. let them order. And they ordered the perfect mix, and it was the perfect pace. It was the perfect atmosphere. The food was great. Obviously, the conversation was great. <laughs> uh, the Ethiopian food is something I, like, if Tom said right now, you know, Instead of ramen, which is what I think we're eating, we're going to go back to have the Ethiopian food. I would not be upset, although I am excited about the ramen, I have to say. (laughs) But uh, the Ethiopian food was fantastic. I mean, it was like an eight, but Del Bar's a 10. Oh, yeah, 10 out of 10. Well, because it's just one of those, you know, it's, it's one of those places where time stands still when you have the meal. And, you know, hours go by. And you just don't even realize that hours have gone by. Mm-hmm. It's just a transformative kind of thing. And that's what that's food at its best. And Del Bar is food at its best. So is that a good enough recommendation for you, Alex? I, I honestly can't wait to go. And I love the, the beautiful language you used for that, Tom, because mm-hmm. sometimes like Tara and I look back at, and I know Tommy's guilty of this too. We spend a ton of money on food and going out at really nice places, but like, that's what I love about your generation. It's, I really do. I it's love my, that about you guys. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite things to spend money yeah. on. That's why I work. It's experiences. Yeah. Right? Travel and eating. Yes. You know? Experiences. Yeah. You got it. And travel and eating are the two like top things exactly. on that list. And, your generation's different from my generation. It'd be funny to have your dad on. Yes. At the same time, as we, 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 he and I probably would like have yeah. these. We'd, we'd, I know that you and, and your dad and I would agree on a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was just totally different. It was like, you know, going out to eat was a, a special event, but it didn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you know, really appreciated it. And you're willing to spend, you know, more of your expendable income on it. I get it. I love it, and I think it's worth it. And, and it's worth spending money, not just going out to eat, you know, like at some crappy chain or something. It's about like paying more money for really high quality talent and ingredients and everything else. Yes. Yeah. That's Absolutely. a huge part of it. Yes. So, speaking Greeted. of experiences, yes. uh, I have our first beer. Yes. I have you guys with your matching uh, steins here. Oh, thank you. Uh, now, I got to tell you, the last time I had this, I, I, I was in Philadelphia. Yeah. Just a, like a couple of months ago. I had never had this before. So I, what, is the, it okay? So were you talking about their regular? Well, what is, which one is okay, this? Okay, so I, I'm probably going to end with the regular one. Or, okay. Or, you know, we can go in any order. But this is the Allagash Curio. Have I'm not as, had this I'm one. assuming okay. that's how it's I jumped the gun. Sorry. The, these were pricey. Uh, so this is the, uh, uh, it's a Belgian-style golden ale mm. aged in bourbon barrels, mm-hmm. uh, bottled and brewed in Portland. So yeah, that is okay. where they're from. And it's, it's 10.2 ABV. Uh, so, 10.2? Yes, yeah, this is a good one. Well, the smell is yeah. amazing. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Chantani. Chantani. Ooh, those are good. And you guys might hear a floating uh, farther away voice from one of us every once in a while. We have a couple of mics here, but we're trading it back and forth so we could all be in the same room together. Exactly. Tom's got a dedicated one, and Tommy and I are passing back and forth, and it helps us, uh, so it helps us discipline not talking over each other anyways. It's good. But um, what do you think, Tom, on the Curio? I, I definitely taste... The Belgian accent to this. And I don't even know what it is. What is it? What is it that makes a Belgian beer? It's almost like floral. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, can I tell a story about my uh, very first? I mean, it, so something Tommy brought up, Tom, yeah. is you're you're really something of an original craft head right. when it comes to craft beer. This, I mean, it's you guys picked it perfectly. Yeah. So tell us. You stories. know why? Yeah. Because the very the very first what I would call craft beer that I ever had, I was in I was in Belgium. And uh, what year were you in Belgium? Oh man, this was probably late nineties. Okay, this is when Bud Light, Michelob, and that was the only thing people drank in America. That's right. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm sitting at a business dinner in, um, it would have been Brussels. It would have been in Brussels. And what do you do for a living, just to give some context? Uh, strate- I'm a strategic marketing consultant. So I would have been with, uh, what company would I be? I would have been with some kind of a pharmaceutical company or a company that sells technical products. And has a lot of very technical people who do their marketing for them, and so all around the world, all around the world, and these 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 people tend to be very hired into marketing because they know the product, but they don't know marketing. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do strategic marketing. So I and my partner teach them how to do strategic marketing pretty quick. Mm-hmm. We call these people accidental marketers, and we wrote a book uh, called "The Accidental Marketer." I have a signed copy from yes, Tom. He does. <laughs> Yes, well, he does. That we, you want another one? You don't have to do the pitch about I've got your... more. I've got more. <laughs> I, Too I many more. To, <laughs> I actually need one at our house. I'm not sure we have one. Just I've got up. plenty. Thank you. Okay. Um, we didn't... I, I didn't mean to make you pitch My your publisher career. wishes I had fewer, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, continue. So you were in Belgium on a, on a work dinner. In and Belgium, in a typical uh, dinner, and I'm actually looking to my left, talking to, having a conversation with somebody on my left, and somebody on my right, who is a local Brussels... Brussels Brusselin, Brusselonian. We'll go with that. Brazilian. Uh, <laughs> that'd be confusing. Says, you know, what do you want to drink? And I said, I want to drink what you drink. Get me something, a, a local beer. Because that was kind of my thing about the cuisine. I wanted the local cuisine. But I hadn't really, to tell you the truth, I hadn't really thought about beer in that way. I just, But I just said it. just came out. And sometimes the... The greatest experiences come just, you're not even thinking about it, and you say something, and it turns into something great. So the guy got me a beer, and he puts it down next to me, and I am talking to this person still on my left and very engaged in the conversation, and almost absent-mindedly pick up the beer, take a sip, and it is that quintessential Belgian taste. Which is weedy unique, and thick, thick, weedy, floral. Again, I, I call it floral. I don't know why. I, I see why you say that. I, I do see why you say it's that. It's almost like, yeah. Another word I might use, and it might have something to do with the way they make their beer, clean. Clean. It's because they don't have shit in their beer. Yeah. That's a huge a huge. And thing. Alex, I would say that goes to another level in Germany with the uh, German... Reinheitsgebot. Oh, you can say that. Uh, okay. Of course. I mean, you go to jail Yarrow. if you put anything that's not the, the pure ingredients in Germany. Yeah. So, so but I, I took a sip and, and I just basically did a double take. I was like, what the hell is that? It did not taste anything like Bud Light. It was thicker. It was... Um, had more body. It had like these distinct tastes, and definitely had more gravity, mm-hmm. you know. And I asked the guy what it was. It was a, a Lef Blonde, which is now actually kind of popular here. It's now available here, mm-hmm. but I'm talking. This was on tap on draft. It was on draft in Belgium. I don't 
think it tastes the same when I have it here. Fair enough. But that started my love affair with beers. And and it was it was, I think, pretty much at the front end, if not before the whole craft beer revolution, because I started like singing the praises of all this. So I just I basically started collecting foreign beers everywhere I went. And I was going a lot of places. I was going to Germany and drinking Paul Anner and um in Hofbrauhaus and Hofbrauhaus. Yeah. And 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 um you know I was going all all over you know even in even in Italy drinking Moretti and Peroni at the source. Uh I was in 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 Hungary. I can't believe I think I had Pilsner Urkel, which is Czech, but I had that in Hungary, close to the source. And I was drinking all these beers, and I was coming back, and I was telling people, you have got to expand your horizons. These beers, they're, they're like wine. They have, they have body. They have character. They're different, mm-hmm. you know? And it took a while. I mean, I took <laughs> a lot of shit. Yeah, needless to say, uh, growing up, uh, as your son and mm-hmm. you singing the praises before I liked beer and witnessing other people's reactions to you talking about how much better like the European beers were yes. and everybody going, I heard it too many times in my life, oh, Tom likes the fancy stuff, the fancy beers. Needless to say, you are you were way ahead of the curve and and you probably could have made a million dollars if you would have gotten in somehow on a business thing before before it became the thing well quite, quite possibly but you know <laughs> business is hard guys yeah. you know true good business, fair enough. business is hard but uh yeah yeah it, people would would say you know oh tom wants his fancy beers but you know it's it's come around completely mm-hmm. and what i what i used to love that has actually changed is that in the old days, before the U.S. became what maybe is the top craft beer destination in the entire world. For microbreweries and such? Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, our, our, our favorite guys that you guys kind of turned me on to, the Craft Beer Channel, those guys, I, I don't even know their names, but they're awesome. I watch them all the time. I should know their names. <laughs> but those guys, those guys who are Brits say that the U.S. is the best place in the world for craft beer now Didn't know that did you not hear them say that so i that video that i sent you and alex which was um a video basically about the the craft head beer guy what do they call them craft beer um what, what's their channel name it's just called the craft beer channel the craft beautiful name uh craft beer channel <laughs> right. um those so i sent alex and my dad a video of that and a video of them and it was a video uh them the one of the guys ranking all of the American pilsners, the shit beers, as we like to call <laughs> yes. them. You know, like the, anywhere from Bush Light to Natty to PBR, Miller Light, Bud Light, Miller High Life, all that stuff, you know. And 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 funny enough, like I think he thought PBR, like it, it was a blind taste test with controls, like he had some European beers thrown in there just so he wasn't shitting on all of them completely. So it came out like PBR was his favorite. No, oh, no, 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 no. I have to jump in because PBR yes. is shit. And I, it I, is shit. It tastes sh- like cotton balls. I shit on that I'm beer sorry, every out chance there, I if get. any of your people like it's, PBR. PBR I'm, is rotten. I mean, I if agree, you like it, that's Alex. fine. But it was one of my favorite pond beers, which, by the way, listeners, we talk pond and pool. That's, that's a Tom classic. Um, he made that term up. Uh, so pond are like the the cheaper, more readily available stuff. You know, when, if you're just getting something for a budget, uh, pool are the craft beers. But Coors Banquet, which I've been drinking since 2013. 
Alex. Yes. <laughs> yes. You and I, you know, since you, I met you when you were in what, third grade? Was it third grade? Third Mr. grade. Eight uh, years old. Eight years old. What was it, Mr. dude? Clicker. Yes, Mr. Clicker. <laughs> Shout out, Mr. Clicker. I would say that Alex and I agree on about 99% of that, of the things in the world. You and I, when yeah. we talk, we yeah. don't, do we not Very agree? Simpatico. Very simpatico. I can't, I can't endorse the banquet beer. Maybe I had a bad batch. What, what about endorsing it? On a pond level, that's not that's even. okay. Not even. That's not fair. Even. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like I can't it, endorse any pond beers, but exactly that's the thing. I feel like if I had ten, I'm, I'm picking. Sorry, I admit it. We, the three of us, are when it comes to beer, we appreciate the good stuff. I'm just yeah. saying, if I'm gonna drink cheap, yeah. I do enjoy a banquet beer. If I'm gonna drink cheap, I thought that the banquet beer tasted by tasted like my one failed attempt at brewing beer. <laughs> That's what I, you know, apples. Yeah. I, I tasted like sour apples and, and may, look, it could have been a bad batch. Mm-hmm. You never but know. I mean, I, I do have, would you guys consider Yingling pond? It's pond in terms of price, but I, you know, I really respect them. They I are, do. to this day, they I are do. still independent. Shout out to Joe Lazaro and Santo Lazaro. Yeah. I, I think Yingling is good. Yeah. And aren't I they like America's Yingling. oldest brewery? They may be. Yes. I'm quite certain. And and it's really crazy because I remember when I moved down to Atlanta in 2013, yeah. I would see it listed on you know draft lists as craft beer. And I was like, wait, I guess it is a craft beer. When yeah. you grow up in Western PA, you mm. treat it like shit, but it's it's good and it's, it's cheap. It's actually good beer. I, I really think it is the best value for the money probably mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. You agree, Tom? I, I like Yingling. I, I, I think... You guys might like Yingling more than me. We, I have a very different beer taste than you guys. I still think that like draft Bud Light. I'm not going to say it's like like I'm not going to say it's on the same level. But but a there it's a it's about what you're doing when you're drinking yes. those beers. You know, no, if I, can, at, I can relate. I know, can relate to that. If, okn- mowing the lawn. Then yes, yeah, <laughs> right. Coming get totally done sweaty. parched. Yeah, it's like a glorified water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I wanted rice. real quick, yeah, <laughs> which you know the eye roll said with derision rice. Um, we mentioned Joe so many times on this podcast. His and I might not have mentioned that his dad is retiring from Anheuser Busch uh, as Yingling. I, I think Anheuser Busch owns Yingling, right? Am I right about that? No. All right. Well, my bad. Uh, do not own each other way off there but he he retired from or he moved from yingling after like 25 years as the head brewer at yingling yeah. so they know their they know their good stuff we had to shout them out for sure but well um, they joe and i've tasted some of joe's beers mm-hmm. and i and i know santo's helping him right yeah those boys can brew <laughs> yeah all right everything we'll I, in tampa if you're in tampa you've got you're it yes go go yeah. everything that i've tasted has been Outstanding, above well above average. Can't wait till they open. I did. I did just fact check. I had to. Usually, I would have Tara doing this if she were in the same room. But um, Yingling is indeed so independent, and it is the oldest brewery in the United States. And uh, obviously, uh, so Tommy and I, we spent a lot of our well, our early childhood in PA, and then mm-hmm. my whole childhood. Tommy moved to Florida whenever. Uh, bef- it was right before eighth grade. I remember. But uh, don't hate me for that, Alex. Oh. I mean, I mean, I think it worked. It had a yeah, beautiful yeah. ending, right? 
I'm so glad you guys kind of kept your friendship up. That was that was one of the most difficult decisions of my entire life. I think it had something to do with why we're so close, Tom, because it's kind of like, I mean, it's not unlike a, a romantic relationship where you strain it with distance. And if yeah. it lasts, you know it's the real you deal. You know it's the deal. And like, without getting the too deal, sappy. Yeah. I mean, what are we, it's like 22, 23 years, somewhere around there, dude. And and there was, uh, even during the college years, it. my only regret about my relationship with you, Tommy, is that we never, not once in four years, visited each other's schools. That is unacceptable. And well, and not only, when know. I say unacceptable, I don't mean on a friendship level. I mean, we just missed out. Like, PSU and FSU, come on. Because you guys were having too much fun. It, it's actually a little ridiculous thinking how tight Alex and I have been our whole lives. For those four years in college... I think we spoke, like, we called each other oh, once, God. once every maybe six months. Yeah. Mm. That's how much we talked. Like, maybe yeah. once or twice a year for four years. Mm-hmm. And look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> we moved in together. We he, he found the love of his life while living with me. I found the love of my life, not quite living with him, but because I came to Atlanta mm-hmm. you know, and all that. So it, it, it really Incredible. is, like, as Alex said, a beautiful story. It is a beautiful story. And, and my dad alluding earlier to one of the hardest decisions of his life was moving us to Tampa, Florida in the middle of my, you know, he probably my biggest social part of my life, you know. Yeah. He, in were, in were school. Were you 13? Were you 13? 13 or 14. Yeah. yeah it, it, agonizing decision. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry that it made it, I made it so tough on you. You, but. you did it. it, yeah. it you, you actually made it, you, you made it work, mm-hmm. you know, and I thank God that you uh, had the kind of personality that you did. I mean, there were many, many reasons why we thought it was a, a good idea, but we also were concerned. I mean, 13 years old is like the height of your like social consciousness. You're Hence, formative yeah. and you're like, what are, what are we doing here? But, you know, there was a couple of reasons that we wanted to do it. You know, one of, it, one of them was, and Alex, you're now here in this major metropolis of Atlanta, you know, we're living in Beaver Falls, beautiful place, wonderful place to grow up. I grew up in a very, very small town. Um, but you know, there are advantages and disadvantages of being in a small town mm-hmm. and you think about, well, I want to expose my children to a wider, I don't know, diversity of people, diversity of experiences. And, you know, frankly, he was a really good baseball player and I thought maybe he would benefit from being um, able to have a, a, a wider range of competition. You used to always say going from a big fish in a small pond to uh, trying to become a big fish in a big pond. And I thought that those kinds of things, those kinds of challenges actually kind of helped me. So I thought it would help you, but it was not an easy decision and it worked out. And a testament to you, Tom, you know, for being so um, outgoing, open-minded. And, you know, Alex, you can endorse you know what, what kind of guy yep. he is yeah. and that he would probably make everything work he, he's, out. A, he's a natural yeah. just in general he would I'm make any say situation he's a general natural and, and he would probably make the best of any situation that's a super high compliment yeah. are, yes. are you about to bust out this next beer can I say something really quick before you before you bring it out mm-hmm. oh um, so Alex is before you pour this I, the one of the first things that we did with my dad when he got here was I gave him a cigar uh, um Cigar City? Was it Cigar City? No, it's... Um, no, it's... Um, oh, Classic City Lager. Classic City Lager. From Creature Comforts, right? That's that's who makes it? 
uh, he's got a big a big wow on his face, and I can't wait for him to explain it. But um, the first thing I did was hand my dad a Classic City Lager at Atlanta Beer, Athens, you know, and said, rank this beer. And my dad poured it and, and like, kind of wrote it. I think you wrote it off because it I, maybe it's just a very un- unassuming label or what what it is about it. You said 7.6. You I, gave it a 7.6. I prematurely six. rated it. <laughs> it, it. It really grew on him. Classic City Lager, Creature Comforts, a great beer. And he had to do a second review. So he gave it an updated review of 8.2, I believe, right? It settled in. So for this Relax beer, now that, you've, now that you've had another beer, can we get an official Tom Spitali ranking of Allagash Curio? Curio. Allagash Before Curio. Before we move on to the next one. Love the aroma. Forget what I smelled when I smelled it a few minutes ago. But anyway, it was good. I loved, loved, thought it had a great aroma. Um, had the very typical Belgian taste. Had a nice bitterness to it. I am, I am going to go uh, 7.9 okay. on that one. Heard. Very, okay. very solid. I have a I have an interesting follow up to that, but I, I do have to drop a couple more notes in bef- before we move to the beer, Tom. Back to your conversation on sort of exposing your son to like more, you know, I'll just say general diversity and more experiences and everything like you were saying. Yeah. Um, when I moved to Atlanta in 2013, mm-hmm. as the years went by, I realized I grew up in a very narrow minded place mm. for sure, and I'm mm. not saying that with criticism. It you're in in a lot of ways I. I don't give anybody a blanket excuse carte blanche for anything in life, but you are a product of your environment, or at least you can be. And if you grow up in a small town and never leave a small town and never live anywhere else, like you're going to have a small town mind. That's all, you know. So, um, and then the funny thing is, in in the past several years, I'm I'm sort of uh, the the city's having the the opposite effect on me nowadays. But we've um, been here too long. Yeah, I'm I'm coming up on ten years. No, wow. Atlanta has been very it's been that long. Yeah, wow. it, next June will be ten years. Incredible. So Atlanta has been. Very, very good to me. I, Tara and I are at a spot in our lives where big cities, period, not Atlanta, are not our, it's not our thing, you know, and yep. we might want to start a family one day, blah, blah, blah. So, anyhow, um, that was the one thing I wanted to follow up on. And, and also, if you guys are wondering what I'm doing over here, pouring water in your glasses, uh, Tommy knows better than anybody. I am psychotic about the water that I drink. And especially if we're doing something like, uh, tasting similar or you know doing a beer tasting in our same glasses i wanted to make sure i'm rinsing everybody's before i pour the new one and it's it's distilled so that's a clean slate basically is what i'm getting at so the next beer here tom and tom and tom the allagash god is it triple or tripel we never know i always say tripel do do you guys or no i'm a triple guy Triple. I think I, I know it's got high. I think gravity. I lean on the side when of. I have those things. Yeah. So, anyways, it, it is a T R I P E L. It's a trip. Um, Belgian style golden ale. Here's the difference on this one. With notes of passion fruit and honey, mm. this one is a nine percent ABV. Yeah. So I will pour up for Whoa. us and we'll see what. Uh, and you can give the uh, the real time uh, tasting and smelling notes, Tom, this time if you want. Okay. That way we won't forget. I uh, drink a triple. Triple, triple. When I go to my favorite Tampa Italian restaurant called Ava, which is owned by Joe Madden, the former manager of the Tampa Bay Rays, 
Mm-hmm. And, and now manager Calif- of no. Chicago Cubs. No, used no, to be. no, no, no. Used <laughs> to be, and he got fired by the Angels. They were crazy to fire him. But anyway, that's they they serve uh, a triple. I can't remember which one on draft there, and it actually goes really well with Italian food. Which go figure. I can't wait till we have Joe on the podcast so he can tell us why it's a triple and yeah. if it's a triple or a triple. Joe would tell you. He's a oh, wine yeah. guy too. I don't know. He's got good beer taste though yeah. too. All right. All right. We're swigging here. Cheers. Right. Cheers triple. for our third one. Or second one. Cheers mm. to three to two beautiful men for the second time. Likewise. <sighs> There's nothing Ooh. like a, a triple or a triple to have amazing body and crispness at the same time. Do you guys taste that? It's got it's like it's 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 thick. Mm-hmm. But it, there, there is a carbonation or a crispness to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do that. S- something for me on higher gravity alcohol, and, and I'm and I'm not even talking. I'm just saying relative to its peers. So this beer is heavier than a typical beer. Some wines are heavier in alcohol. Why are why do they have like a more chocolatey taste to me? Does anybody else get that? I get a chocolate Whoa. note from this triple. Now see that's. That's I, I love that. You know, I think what, what's really cool is... Like is a bitter, should, a dark chocolate. Yeah. I, I think you should always taste something without first having any like other thoughts. But I think it's really good then to hear what other people think about it. Mm-hmm. Because as you said that, you I started it? to taste the chocolate. Oh, I sure hope so. I love that. I did. <laughs> I did taste the chocolate. And okay, so we said we we're going to say something about... Your mom, okay. our, my wife, for 34 yeah. years. The I knew it would come up, amazing, and that's fine. Amazing, amazing woman. And her palate, and maybe, you know, Tommy gets this, you know, honestly. Her palate was so good that if she would taste something and like it, and I didn't like it, I would reconsider. <laughs> I would definitely reconsider. I'd be like, I've got to be wrong. Yeah. Because she had such exquisite, did she not have the most exquisite palate ever? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this is something interesting about mom, you saying that now is it, it, something that I appreciate yet was almost annoyed at times about is going out to dinner with her. And if she, or she had it in her mind, how she wanted a meal. You know, like she's spending her time, she's spending her money to go get served like a beautiful meal, you know. Yep. She wanted it the way she wanted it, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. And and like let's say she asked for extra onions and yes. she didn't get extra onions. She she would never be mean. She didn't have a mean bone no. in her body, but she would make sure if they didn't bring the extra onions, she would get it. She was persistent. Because she knows that it was going to taste better that's to her That's what she palate. wanted, yeah. and that's the experience she wanted in her mouth, yeah. you know what I mean? You, you know what the, the issue was with Don there? She was a fantastic cook. Yes. So she had high expectations. And she knew what she was doing. And she could recreate. She was one of those people that could re- She would taste something, and then she would go, and she would say, I would think there's like these six or seven ingredients mm-hmm. in here. And she would go home, and she would recreate it. And she recreated Pramani's sandwiches. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. She was the best. But I do have to tell one story. Mm. Please. This is this was the kind of person that she was. We um, we just recently we had I had my first anniversary without her uh, September fifth thirty it's would have fresh. been would have been thirty five 
Yeah. And so I was kind of looking around the house and I found a picture of what I think was maybe the 32nd or 33rd anniversary. It's a picture of her and I at the Capitol Grill. Fabulous place. Mm-hmm. Fabulous place. And it's us, you know, and we're looking really happy. And I'm looking especially happy. <laughs> because this is the kind of person she was. When we were served this meal, this fabulous meal, we had steaks and the side, and, you know, and, 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 a, and a wonderful dessert and a great salad and, and wonderful drinks. She was so appreciative and happy that the people in the restaurant noticed it and they came over to us at the end of the meal and they said, you know, we get to do this once every year. We get to comp a meal. And we look for people who absolutely appreciate the wonderfulness that is Capitol Grill. And guess what? We're comping your dinner tonight. But that was Dawn. That That was who she was. And she wasn't doing, here's the thing, she wasn't doing anything special. She wasn't, she wasn't showboating. She any, was just she was being, being done. herself. And when you can just be yourself so powerfully that those kinds of things happen to you, that's authenticity. Mm-hmm. Authenticity. Authenticity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the triple is I almost nailed it. Just so I already nailed that. I did not correct 9.8. Tom right there. 9.8. I, I, he was looking was around for, for an assist. So yes, I, I was. I, yeah, I, I, was. I, I wouldn't dare correct you, No, Tom. no, no, no. That's me and Alex. <laughs> that, that's beautiful. That's, that's you know, I, I hope uh, I can channel Don um, in a different way. I'm... I'm I'm an aspiring chef of sorts, nothing on on her level, but um when it comes to cocktails, I think I can do a pretty good job of of, of at least, you know, if I try a cocktail at a restaurant, it's really really good and I see the ingredients, I can put it together at home and fine tune, you know, the ratios and the measurements. Mm. It might take me a couple of tries, but I'll I'll nail it. And we did that with uh that drink from Hawaii, you know, it's it's like lime, coconut water, coconut rum, specifically the coconut rum we got there. Ooh. And um, I can't remember if there's anything else producer Tara that might know. But awesome. it, it, it was just like so good and we recreated it perfectly at home. Mm. Um, I We've always uh, done something that's that's a, been a CHP original that, we, that I've brought outside of CHP to pretty much anybody that I talk to about alcohol is the ranking of your six spirits. And have we done that with you hmm. before? Well, I'd love to do it on air real quick, but um, I, I won't bore the listeners with our answers because we've talked about it so much. But um, I, I know what I, I think I know what your number one and number two of mm-hmm. your your favorite spirits are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, in order, there's mm-hmm. the six base spirits of uh, vodka, mm-hmm. whiskey, mm-hmm. brandy, mm-hmm. rum, yep. tequila, and your favorites. Gin. Yes. Okay. Easy. Go ahead. Tequila, number one. I knew that. Tequila is awesome. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of my dad and my mom's favorite song was... Right now, Tara is probably smiling in the living room. She, I, I turned her into a tequila girl. Because yeah. she used to write it off, and I was like, no, it's like you got to be trying more. And then she fell in love. Well, I mean, tequila is, is good at the moment of imbibing, but it's also, <laughs> for me... Never, never a problem the next day. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very clean. So, is it? Is that I, why? I, I mean, yeah, I, tequila is straight from the plant, pretty much. Yeah. So there's, there's no real. I mean, maybe they all are from in some way. Well, and you have to be careful. I have 
I've put this PSA out on CHP before, and I need more people to understand this. If the bottle does not say somewhere on it, and I don't care how much money it is, I don't care if it's $10 or $100, if it does not say 100% agave, it is empirically, it's not tequila. Really? So people who like get Jose Cuervo, (laughs) it's literally not tequila. Please, Mm. please don't put anything in your body that doesn't say 100% agave. That's why you feel like garbage. Because a lot Mm. of people, they have a really bad night with it and they Mm. swear it off forever. Well, Okay, you you swore off tequila like like a, a horrible cheap fake imitation. That's that's a huge thing. So make sure anytime you buy tequila, I don't care what brand it is, I don't care what age it is, hundred percent agave, no exceptions. Give it another chance, people. Yeah. <laughs> and and the reason I brought this up is because I think I know what your number two is Go going to it. be. Is it rum? No. Oh, I thought you did like rum. No, 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 no. no. Okay, what's number two? I mean, two? rum is okay, but we'll, go, we'll do the full list for us. Then. Vodka gin. Vodka, because gin. I love a, a good martini. A martini, a good martini is the most efficient drink on the planet. <laughs> you know, uh, but we contemplated before yeah. we got on the on the episode. We were talking about coffee and whether we needed just a, a quick pick me up. It's later in the day. I told Alex to maybe make my father an espresso martini because I know he likes martinis. Uh, Tom, I definitely agree with your martini assessment. Mm. One of my I would say it's a top three drink of mine is the Vesper Martini, mm. like the James Bond Martini, mm-hmm. and I make a killer Shaking one. Shaking not stood. Not tonight because it'll put all of us on our asses after all oh, these God, beers after and this the limoncello yeah. and everything, and you've been drinking a lot, but yeah, a Vesper Martini is one of the greatest drinks ever created, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So so one one tequila, two vodka, three gin. The rest doesn't even matter. Okay, great. The six 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 is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, whoa. I mean, I had it. I, I, I had a. Um, on, I don't know if I should even say this. On my twenty first birthday, this is. I he I can I almost cannot believe that this is true. But go ahead. Father. It's totally true. Um, my my roommates had a party. I was in college. My roommates had a party that started. Before I got there, because I had night class and they did not, <laughs> so I felt I had to catch up. Uh, I had this would be twenty-one shots, eighty-one, oh. eighty. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to lessen the thought there, but say it, say it one more time. Uh, twenty-one. No, it's nineteen eighty-four. It nineteen eighty-four. Twenty-one yes, shots. That's my of age. whiskey, right? Twenty-one shots. It wasn't all. I mean, some sometimes it was like four or five shots poured in a coke. But a lot of them were straight up. Yes, and and here, here is a, a one question because this yeah. is another important distinguish. First of all, twenty one, no matter what, is ridiculous. It's stupid. But were, it was, was stupid it like, people. Was it an American shot glass, i.e., one point five ounces, or oh like God, Alex. a one ounce? That's a level of detail that I'm not prepared to, <laughs> to divulge. We'd have to, I mean, you know, there's no videotape, <laughs> okay. so we can't go back. to Point it. is, you, yeah. At any other age, you would have had your stomach pumped, but you yeah. were twenty one. I was twenty one. That's what happened. And, and and actually, after the twenty one shots. I remember, <laughs> I remember being at the club, you know, and vibing and grooving and having a great time. And then I started to feel a little bit bad. <laughs> so I decided I was going to walk home. All right? Man, I can't believe I'm putting this on tape. Yes, it's a great one, though. Hey, you are who so, you are. So I, I sort of don't remember anything for, a, like, part of the walk home. I mean, I was probably mm, half a mile from the club to my apartment. I remember waking up across the street from my apartment with three policemen standing over me laughing 
uh, I mean, just just hysterically laughing. And I just said, I live right there. And they said, just go. And I went, I went home, and that was the last you time I had. Dog, you. Uh, that's the, I mean, could have been a lot worse. I don't know what. I would love to know what I said to make three policemen who, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah. These guys are yeah. on the college beat. Mm-hmm. They are probably so sick of dealing with drunk and college students. And they've seen students. everything. And they were hysterically laughing. I wish I knew what I said, but I didn't. Tom, I, um, I have a story. You didn't do anything too self-incriminating there. Uh, I have you. a story for not. you. After the podcast, remind me. Okay. I, I can't put this one into the airwaves. Oh, my God. It, it makes me it, feel like maybe I shouldn't have put that one. <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine. Yours, yours is very mild. Is it, it? It's, it's beautiful. Okay. It's impressive. 21 shots. Yeah, it, there I are mean, other scary. aspects of it I won't share. But anyway. Oh, perfect. All right. But by, by the way, in, in the CHP Discord community, uh, we'll give you the... If anybody, if any of you listeners and supporters, you, you want to hear more about my story, just let me know. I'll give you the details. But... Um, uh, speaking of that, the, remember the Classic City Logger videos that you sent me, Tommy? I will put those in the Discord as well. Nice. So, because because those were so good. We and it's a nice gated community, you know. Mm, like, good. There's not going to be any evil people because they're giving us money, and, and <laughs> you know, like I, I don't think there's going to be anybody up to no good in yeah. there. But um, that's amazing, Tom. I so I washed all of our glasses, right? Oh, oh thank no, you. I don't think so. Not, not, I, no, I still see some. Okay, I'll do both of yours real quick, and then I'll pour the next beer, and you can keep this rolling in the meantime. Absolutely. Um, in the meantime, in the meantime. so Allegas Curso, Curio, and by the way, I'm really going to change it up on you guys on this one. Holy hell, I can't get Curio correct. I, I'm really bad with names these days. Um, that was just the triple. Curio, uh, that that yeah. was the triple. You gave the Curio a seven point nine, Mister Craft. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to go even higher for this one because I mean, I'm I'm I am I am weak for triples, mm-hmm. and um. I'm gonna go 8.3 for this one. Uh, so it's better than the Classic City Logger, which was an 8.2. Oh, was it? Yes. Just a reminder of your baseline here. Oh, I, I think it is. So I'm, I'm, I would uh, bless this. You know, the, the Classic City Logger was. It was. It's nice because it was a surprise. Yes. A su- a, a thank you for reminding me of that because mm-hmm. I, I, I would call it even. Okay. 8. I would call 2, it because that, that's a really good beer. Okay. Okay. And I'm, I like, like I said, I'm. I'm weak for triples, but that classic, what is it? Classic City? Classic City Lager. I mean, here's the thing. Surprise me. It, Surprise it is, the hell out of me. It's tough because, I mean, really, a rating a Trapel against a Lager, it's like rating a really good drama movie against a comedy. And that's the thing. You it know is I mean? kind of hard, it is, it's so It's okay. You don't have to, but, all but, the scores don't have to be relative. Well, but to have a Lager surprise me like that. It's for a logger to be that, that and and I'm good. a logger lover. Yeah. I yep. mean, I love them. Yep. And uh, it was surprising that Yarrow, um, Mr. German, that we that we love so much and mentioned on the podcast so much, Yarrow, gave it the you, Germany Yarrow, stamp of you, approval. Yarrow. Where, um, yeah, that 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 has that carries a lot of weight. And I'll just because I feel like I need to throw my two cents in here. Um, the first beer I kind of disliked, and when I say dislike, I put that below a six for me. Really? Yeah, that's be- really low for that. I, yeah. I mean, and, and this is all you know, it, taster's choice here. Beauty in the eye of the beholder. Um, it, here's a crazy thing. I'm, I'm going to be able to give you a little bit more. Um, I did notice so <clears throat> that those two, those were the really fancy ones. The the two Alagash that we just had, they were mm. four packs, 
And the first time I tried it, and this time, I had the Curio first, and then the Trapel. The second time I had it, it was the reverse order. Mm-hmm. And I liked the Trapel, or let me put it this way. I could distinctly taste the passion fruit when I tried the Trapel first. Really? That's the weird thing. Yeah. But I realized on this run through and the mm-hmm. first time, I was like, it's, it's very good, but I don't taste the passion fruit. So mm-hmm. that's why tastings are tough because no matter yeah. how hard you try, you are introducing some biases to your taste buds and everything, you know, I whenever, agree. like right beforehand. But I yes. mean, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. what did you have beforehand? Exactly. Et cetera. Yes. So we're really changing it up here. This next one, I, I love. Actually, the name and the can sold me. Uh, it's very, very Terra in me. It's called mm-hmm. the Allagash North Sky. It's got like star constellations all over it. It looks very like outdoorsy, wintry, maybe. Yes. It's a stout, smooth, stout. roasted, silky. This is a 7.5%. So, okay. again, huge departure from where we were just at. Right. And then at the end of this, we will finish off with their flagship beer. Can I, can I get in here? Because I just looked it up. Oh, yeah. uh, triple versus Trapel. What is it? Um, this, I mean, I didn't even have to get to the website. It says the most irksome pronunciation. Pronunciation. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> pronunciation. Thank you. Actually, actually, I, I don't know That's if I've ever known that. Thank you. Um, Trapel is incorrect in oh, irksome okay, to the good. internet. It is pronounced triple. Sweet. Thank you. I'm, I'm yeah. actually glad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a Belgian accent may turn that into triple. Triple. Yeah, instead of triple. triple. Like Skipo, which is a city in Belgium. Okay. I've, I've said this before. No, it's Amsterdam. Sorry. Um, on the I'm podcast. Wrong. I love being proven wrong. Do you know why? I'm a little bit smarter afterward. There you go. So don't be afraid to be proven wrong. It's good. That's a good thing. So we have a stout here. We do indeed. Cheers. Prost. Oh my God, chocolate. I'm, I'm smelling chocolate. As, as you often do with stouts, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, first, first note that hits me is uh, good. <laughs> um, I prefer stout over porter. Anybody else have a, have want to weigh in on that? And this is a stout. Really like it. Agreed. Thank you. I, I mean, father. I I like them both for different reasons. Okay. Um, what what is the difference between the two? Because I I would say the stout kind of has. I want to say this. This is the word that's coming to mind when I think of stout versus porter. A little bit more raw to me. Stall. Uh, stout burnt, is, is more is raw. Burnt, like yeah, burnt. yeah. It's it's more burnt. Yeah, way way more burnt than a porter. A porter has, I believe, some some sweet notes. And it's really our our mm-hmm. boys at the Craft Beer Channel that kind of got me to uh, appreciate a porter. Yeah. Have you bought Mondans, any? I've had some. I've, I, Since? I, had, I went to a, 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 a craft uh, a bar near me and got a porter. Okay. And to just check out what they were saying. And it yeah. was really good. For somebody who's a, who's a true coffee lover like mm-hmm. you, like yourself, mm-hmm. you know, I would, I would expect that you would order a lot of tr- stouts and porters. I don't. What, what is, what's like your go-to? <laughs> if, you see, if you're going to a craft brewery, I know we've talked about on the podcast a lot mm-hmm. how the IPA craze is kind of yeah. w- weaned off of us. But now, I mean, you it's and I the, kind of agreed this trip that we're coming back a little bit. Coming though. back a little bit, but for the last probably two years, it's been... What's the most interesting non-IPA okay. beer yeah. on the menu? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that's what I've been doing. Okay, yeah, same here. And and really, I've been leaning toward pilsners. I don't. I I mean, Pils- I know there's. I love pilsners. Yes. And pilsners, we we yeah. we mentioned pilsner, Urkel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say, I, and I had to make a pause there because it's mm-hmm. according to our German friends, Ukvel. Pronounced properly, Pro- yes. pronunciation of it is properly Uchtfeld, uh, but it, we the Americans say Urkel in a ignorant way. Yeah. Um, I've loved Pilsners these days, and and I've told Joe he he's making a he said a high an accidental. This is a beautiful thing about his brewery coming up. He made an accidental high gravity Pilsner, and mm. it was awesome. Mm. Well, it was awesome. Like uh, Joe, you should name it Serendipity. How awesome would that be? That'd be a happy accident of, of a Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Hey, so I did want to Google this. And the featured snippet, which Google is hit or miss on these. That's whenever you Google something and you get an answer immediately at the top. That was how I got triple versus triple. Oh, very nice. There you go. Mm-hmm. So this says the type of barley used. Uh, the truest difference between porters and stouts is the por- is that porters are made with malted barley to achieve their signature flavors, while stouts often use roasted, you guys said burnt, unmalted barley. Raw. Yeah. You yeah. guys nailed Whoa. it. No, seriously, like your your actual taste experience nailed yeah. those words. So big high five there. <laughs> By the way, uh, the second organic, res- actually the, I guess, uh, depending on how you look at it, second organic result was from Allagash. But Google decided that the snippet gave you a quicker answer, which they did. Because I, I wanted to give Allagash credit, but I got a faster answer from that one. So um, really solid. It's, this is a really good beer. And this is a good beer. I can't wait to drink to buy it again and drink it as the temperature gets, co- quote, colder yeah. here in Atlanta. Wow. I need yeah. like two more months. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to be drinking it in front of that fire right next to you guys. Yeah. Cheers. Fire that thing up. This this my office is the uh, the de facto podcast room now. It's really nice having a dedicated spot for it. It makes a big difference. It's a great spot. Thank you. Yeah, I do love this room. Um, by the way, Tommy, you know how I tell you whenever I'm producing the podcasts afterward, I usually don't go in with a name in mind of the episode. I as I'm producing it, I come up with the name. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the right name, yeah. but I already have it. What is it? Craft Heads. Ah, nice. This episode is Craft Heads. I, I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed, Tom, talking to you on your, your opinions and experiences with craft beer. Mm, like, I mean, this, this goes all the way to the roots of why you and I do this, Tommy. That and we're narcissistic and we love ourselves. And <laughs> we always used to have conversations and be like, oh, imagine if that were a podcast. That'd be great. Yeah. So, and here we are today. Yeah, I, I agree. And Craftheads is a great name, by the way. Um, I know, I know, we're getting close to yes. What's what's up? It was Don's idea. Oh my gosh! Did you why know am that? I, I did not know that, but why am I not surprised? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so happy to reveal that. That's wow, so beautiful! That's I, I, a beautiful thing. We're getting Thank up to we're, I, we're getting up to the end of this Here, podcast. Number, what, how many times have I four, three, or four yeah. right now? Yeah. Um, that yes, so Alex and I dabbled around with some ideas, Dad, and now now you'll know. And I, I think I don't even remember what the other ideas were at this point. How did she do it? What did she it. tell me, please? Uh, Wait, I love I love Don's story stories. Was, How about craft heads yeah. <laughs> in Don's voice? That would be Don. Yeah. Yes, it would be just out of the blue, oh, but it would be perfect. I remember I remember what our yeah. our official first name was, and then she changed it up, and I said it to Alex. He was like, yeah, I like that. It was it was Crafty Boys. You're right. 
we were going to be crafty boys, and funny enough, that's actually one of our donation tiers for our for our Patreon. Is it num- is crafty it one dollar? So for a one dollar a month donation, you are a crafty boy. Mm-hmm. You're part of the Craftheads podcast as a crafty boy or crafty girl. Mm-hmm. B O I specifically, it's not B O Y, Dad. Why? Because we're millennials. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Okay. You should. Uh, my father. My apparently, I'm not supposed like, to. Like, he just looks so confused. On, yeah. No. I'm, no follow ups there. So I said Maybe after the podcast. <laughs> I said crafty boy to mom and, and she said, what about just craft heads? You know, and, and now of you course. guys are looking right at it at the screen. You're looking at our logo and you're seeing craft heads that was made by Dawn, my mom, late mother, who amazing human being and just another continuing to surprise us with things. Yeah. And to this and, day, in fact, quick uh, last story. Are we going to try the last one on air? Do yeah. Okay, we I think with our flagship. we're we're finishing up these stouts here, um, and we'll give it a ranking. But I'm gonna tell a story really quick about Dawn. Mm, please do, Alex. This was one that we actually, my dad and I have talked about a few times in the past week because I went to Tampa last weekend and uh, told him something he didn't know. But um, in about 2008, 2007, <laughs> my mom and maybe maybe you'll have some beautiful answer to help us out here. But my mom had a sprint flip sprint flip phone. All right, so it was the first flip phone that you could have had, aside from like the Nokia bricks, you know. Mm-hmm. Then the sprint flip phone became the next thing. She had one, and her ringtone for my dad for two years was PIMP by Fifty Cent. <laughs> Would you? Were you expecting something like that at all? No, but Tom. You you had it made, man. That, that is so amazing. <laughs> so yeah, my uh, I told my dad this. He had no idea, I, I obviously, it. because I every time it. he calls, he's not near her. Right, he's away I'm not. from her. He didn't even know this. I'm not it, even sure. Twenty twenty two. I'm not even sure what it means. But anyway, exactly, and that's what I was going. Like he was like, "What does that even mean about me?" <laughs> and all I said, and I want to see if you f- feel the same way, is just it's a good thing. A hundred percent. She views you in a really really positive and masculine way oh, I Definitely. Love that. thank but you to millennials a pimp was a good <laughs> yeah. thing until obviously lately you know like the 2022 era the 2020 era i should say is like yeah. where you know you have to be more politically correct about things mm-hmm. you don't want to be a pimp but back then that was it like we called each other alex i when alex had a good night it didn't even have to be with girls i would just like what let's say he was just like Having a good time with friends, and he was like Holding the court. man. Yeah, yeah, he was the man. Yeah. And I would be like, dude, you're you were a pimp tonight. You know, like that was a big. You were deal. a pimp last night, actually. What? what do you mean? I Tommy was dealing um, uh, Texas Hold'em last night. Oh, when, at Tommy, a neighbor, when Tommy at a deals party, cards, he was a pimp. Yes, I mean and, I've never called anybody that, <laughs> and I don't think I've ever called my son a pimp. <laughs> But now that I Most know, fathers hope what a, not to. What, what, now that I know what you're, yeah. you know, yeah. what you're, you're meaning. He was a pimp. He, he was holding court. Yeah, he pimped out that golf sat, course I today out, too. I lost. I lost, but I was just watching, and I was like, yeah. "That's my boy, right that's, there." That's incredible. Um, the, we, I started out this episode telling you about our weekend. And point being, we last night we had a neighborhood party with like thirty people and had a, a game like two tables of Texas Hold'em going mm-hmm. and a lot of drinks flowing. So <laughs> I, I got to do some dealing. You know, I love, that's like one of my elements. I love to do that for people because mm-hmm. it ke- it keeps a game going. So I was doing that and I appreciate you saying that about me. <laughs> and I true. take it as a big compliment. And it was absolutely, I was thinking it. 
Um, so as we're washing out our last drinks here, Alex, uh, Dad, you, Alex. where does that stand on your scale? We have a 7.9 for the Cure... Curo. God, I can never get it. Um, and then the second drink was the um, triple, which was an 8.2, which is the same ranking yeah. you gave to Classic City Lager. Yeah. Where are we at with the uh, stout? What, what was the name of it? Was it just Allagash Stout? Awesome. North Sky. North Allagash North Sky. Where do we stand? I, I love Allagash. <laughs> yes. You know, Allagash great- is really a good brewery. I, I have to say that I think that I enjoyed that stout more than any of them. Wow, I love that. And, um, you know, I'm going to go 8.4. Wow. So this is, this is was amazing. There, did you, how did you guys feel about it? I, I, really I agree. Like it was really good. It's, I, it was like chocolatey, strong. The, 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 the scent, the, the smell was really good. The taste was... the. The prototypical burnt yeah. stout taste that you want. Um, I loved it. Yeah. If if nothing else, if you're listening to this for 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 content and you're like, wow, these guys aren't doing anything but having a good time together, recognize how much how much we are appreciating. Well, I love these guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm loving the conversation. So I've, obviously that impacts. <laughs> The, the experience of, of, of the food. I mean, we were talking earlier about food and time standing still when you're having a great meal. Well, that's as much about the company as it is about the food. Are you enjoying this hell? more than your podcast or do you enjoy yes. your... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mary. Sorry, Sean. We're, we're, we're talking about business stuff. Yeah, you know I, I mean, this is, this is life. I know? took a cheat answer right there because no, I knew no, what the was, answer was. This, yeah. is, this is play. Yeah, what this you do is, is work. You know? yeah, hey, I love spe- this. speaking of business and work, um, I saw – you'll appreciate this, Tom, I think, mm. as a marketer because mm. you and I have similar uh, probably problems and challenges that we face. Mm. And um, one thing that drives me nuts, and I saw a good LinkedIn post today – Shame on me for being on LinkedIn on a Sunday, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, it's it's like a weird social media platform. It, it's kind of a terrible place nowadays, but it it helps me with my career. But anyways, I saw somebody finally post: Millennials now are twenty six to whatever. I can't remember. It's probably somewhere around forty, you know, mm-hmm. high thirties, mm-hmm. something like that, because mm-hmm. generations are you know like twenty years a piece or something. Mm-hmm. She was like, if you are using that term. To refer to kids these days, you're wrong. That is Gen Z. Yeah. And it's weird because and I had like this mind-blowing moment earlier today, uh, something that you would usually experience like if you're under the influence of something. I was thinking to myself, people do, I feel like older people are using that term to refer to kids these days. And I'm like, we've been around for a while. We've come into our own. We're adults now. There are mm. no kids left in millennials. Like 26, mm. yes, you're very young. You're not a mm. kid anymore. No. So it's like, get your shit straight. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just a really funny thing. Like, um, people still paint with this very broad brush about millennials. And let's not forget, we're going to be the, the next boomers. Yeah. Like, we're moving you're, into that role. Your, your values are taking over. Yes. Yes. And um, ignoring that is a mistake. Yes. You know, um, your values about experiences and, and how you like to spend your money. Happiness. And, how, and what you define as happiness mm-hmm. is 
it's time. It's your time. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love hearing that coming from, from you, Tom, because I, I remember, yeah, I remember growing up as a millennial and, and especially I'll say in my late teens and early twenties, it was like, I, I, I hated that label about, I like, I didn't like being a millennial cause I didn't mm. feel like I was one. I am now prou- proud of my generation. Mm. I really you should am. Be. I'm, I'm glad to be part you know, of it. He, something that he says that I, I, I love, like just little like pride points. Like he just talks about, I love the idea that millennials took the idea of skipping a meal and called it intermittent fasting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. But ideas like that and, and, and but that that's just the least of it. It's like the, the whole idea of the the delay of gratification is something that boomers really really did to a fault. Yeah. And I believe that what you guys are bringing to the world right now, and we as boomers have to say it's time for this to, you know, to let this happen, is the idea that experiences are important. Yeah, don't, it's not, life isn't about saving all of your money for the next generation. It's about enjoying. Too many boomers did. Yes, it's about enjoying and And, and actually, some, and, and many boomers kind of feel like looking even at their parents that they did that to a fault, that they ended up like saving their money and never getting to really enjoy it and having the experiences of knowing the world. My parents are getting better, but I borderline have to yell at my dad, travel more. Yeah. And and he, he and Rita travel way more than they ever used to, uh, way more. And I'm very, very thankful for that. But I'm thinking for myself, them. like, this is, this was the point. You know, you are in your golden years. Go out and see as much as you can and do as much as you can and like really reap the benefits and the rewards of all of that hard work. And and, and, and both of my parents were divorced and they started over in their uh, late 30s, early 40s and, and they crushed life mm. despite that. So it's time to enjoy that. So amen. And is th- th- that's more evident to us than ever. What we went through. And, and the other thing, you know, it, it's trite, but you can't take it with you. I could be killed tomorrow in a car accident. And then, like, what good does it do if Tara and I are not maximize, maximizing what we're getting out of life right now? And I mentioned this one time on the podcast. T- Tara and I went to Hawaii earlier this year, Tom, mm-hmm. because of you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but mm-hmm. we were at... We were at Tommy's wedding, mm-hmm. and when I was saying, like, oh, yeah, Tara and I want to take a big trip. We were thinking about Hawaii. You said, don't wait. You said, if God I bless. learned anything, it's don't wait. And I That makes me very happy, Alex. I booked, I booked that trip less than a month later. Like, I got that's home, I and I was like, oh, I'm going to figure all this out because we're going to go to freaking Hawaii. Like, that's it. Yes. I, awesome, I know, Alex. I know that Thank you you, you probably— Whenever you drop your little snippets of of uh, of like wisdom, usually on, with a cigar in my mouth, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, when when you do that, um, it, it's I, I'm sure you don't even have the brain checkpoint that you do when you're dropping that that wisdom. Mm-hmm. But but Alex, there's so many times that he's that I mean, I can't even tell you the amount of times. So he's like. Your dad told me something, and I'm like, "When did this even happen?" But he, but he does take a lot of that that down, and it's really the, God bless. That's you that's, know what? 
bringing it full circle, he said that you were like a second father to him. I think I I, I know it. I've, I've known it in my heart my whole life, but it's just confirmation for you. Fifth cry. Right now. <laughs> Number I five. love these guys. We're averaging I love you, Alex. 60 I love to 5 you, Tom. I love you too, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll wrap up the podcast with their Allagash's flagship beer, which, by the way, I didn't realize until just now, it has a name. Allagash. White, white, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it, it's well, the shit. I always just call it Allagash. Anytime I, anytime you have Allagash, it's usually this. But it is their Belgian style wheat beer uh, with coriander and curacao orange peel. Wait, it, orange, orange peel. I thought you said Portland. Portland, Maine. Ooh. Yeah, the other Ooh. Portland. Okay. Yes, and and by the way, you can take this to the bank, Tommy. When Tara and I move, God willing, to New Hampshire, we're driving up to Portland, Maine, and we're gonna go Do it. to Allagash. Yeah. Goes great with the cheesesteak in Philly. Mm, that's, that's when I had this last, and it was Cheers. awesome. To Don. Mm. I didn't mean Wait, to do that to you mid-sip. I'm no, so no, sorry. No. Do it again. <laughs> no, that's worth a second. Yeah, that's so, sorry. I, I let off first last time, but I'll, I'll do it again because I have a, a good moment. My, I always have, before I meet up with my dad or my dad comes in town, which has happened two or three times you know, to Atlanta recently, but um, Claire has convinced me to stock the fridge. She's like, you need to get some good beers in the fridge. You know, and we do normally have good beers, but it's just a restocking, you know. And, and mm-hmm. then we really you haven't know, even tapped into it. We have good beers, yeah. we, we haven't even really tapped into it because we've been doing so many things. Once again, what way to be very energetic and going with us this whole time. <laughs> Next time we will have a much chiller experience. <laughs> but, um, but happy. The two I bought... We had, like I said, we had a lot of beers in the fridge, but I just wanted to get a little extra oomph in the fridge. Mm. The two beers I bought were Allagash White. And I bought a six-pack of Allagash White, and I bought a six-pack of Pilsner Urkel. So It was meant to be, and really great was. choices. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say something while I'm, I'm thinking about it. I, I think the stout and the other beers influenced my palate, as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. The word I have for this, smell it and sip it. Like, smell as you're tilting it back and take a sip. I'm getting meaty. Ooh. It's like savory. It, this, is gonna, this is a really weird word to use. It reminds me of like a really fennel-forward sausage. Oh. I know that's insanely specific. Fennel-forward sausage. Okay. It, it's like meaty, dude. I'm willing to be influenced by that. <laughs> um, the, it's, yeah. Fennel forward sausage might have been one of the stranger things that's ever come out of my mouth. I love by it. The way. I love it. You know, do you feel we've that? Been talking about Dawn so much, fennel was one of her favorite spices. Fennel is one of the most underrated, especially in red pasta sauces. Completely oh my god, underrated. Yes, yes. People, but fennel, boy. fennel. Not, not to be confused with fentanyl. That is very no, 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 no. <laughs> Put fennel in your stuff. As Alex and, and my dad said fennel in, in uh, locked eyes as they said fennel, there was almost a sexual moment of how, mu- of how much they loved oh, fennel. They, you guys it's, were like, It wasn't sexual, oh but I love God. Alex. It's, it's, I love it's Alex. It's purely platonic. It just, is. <laughs> just, just to be clear. And, and fennel is a great spice. It is. Hey, we are just past an hour. Um, we can finish our beers, and we're going to go out to dinner. You know one thing that we, we talked about restaurants in the beginning? He's going to rank his beer, too. Yes, we'll, we'll do that. Be, uh, while you're thinking about that, Tom, mm-hmm. okay. I don't know if I've done a formal shout-out yet or not. 
Shout out to where we're going to dinner. Mm. All that great stuff that you guys were talking about in the beginning, and you said you love some ramen, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been to Japan, right? Or I understand that we've both been to Kyoto. Oh, yes, indeed. And experienced ramen in Kyoto. Oh, Kyoto actually was... The ramen we had there actually was my favorite that I had in Japan. No, no, no. There were... It was probably tied because they had so much chili oil in that. There was a, a red layer on top that mm. made me sweat on like a cold, <laughs> rainy day, and I was so happy. That was tied with one that was in, um, I hope Tara corrects me if I'm wrong. I think Akihabara had uh, one of the neighborhoods in Tokyo. Uh-huh. It was one of my favorites. But yeah. this place, I'm telling you, Tom, yeah. considering we've both been to Japan, yep. it is as good as, if not better than anything I had over there. It is the best ramen, from, in my Can't opinion. Wait. And it's called Okiboru. It's in Atlanta. Uh, Can't wait. And they actually opened another one out near our old, our old stomping grounds, Tommy, uh, in Duluth. And uh, I'm eventually just going to have to beg them, either teach me your secret or let me open a franchise when we move to New Hampshire because <laughs> I, I can't live without it. Like I, I'm going to need to do something about that. Mm. So shout out for Okiboru and the amazing people there. And it's crazy because I don't know their names, mm-hmm. but the guy knows us like the back of our hand. Like he guesses yeah. my order every time. He knows this. We come in with the same people. We either have James or Ryan with us. He knows Tara and I. So I just want to give them some love. This will be the third time that I've... Th- Fourth time, no, third time that I've been there, and um, and well, I imagine we'll get the same guy, and I hope that he's like, now he knows what I want too. Yeah. Which is, I, I was earlier thinking about getting the pork shashu, shashu, but um, I'm gonna get ramen now that we've. It, it's later than I thought it was gonna be, so now I'm ready for a big soupy oh, meal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's good. And uh, what happened in Kyoto? That was a uh, that was great for you. Didn't something happen in Kyoto? Um, I don't. Are you thinking about getting not in Kyoto? No, okay. so there. I, uh, <laughs> I hey, was uh, producer Tara, if you can hear me, come in here. Um, there was a park in Tokyo, one of, in one of the neighborhoods. But we, we did spend a lot of time in Tokyo, and just just a wonderful, beautiful city. And that, here she is. What was the name of the park that I proposed to you in? Um, you can look that up Umanda. if you. Okay, <laughs> and I see Tara's found some beers of her own over there. One she, beer. Yeah. Beautiful, but yeah, it's uh, that was a, a truly amazing experience. And if it, hey, Tommy, your favorite thing, I don't know the number, but there are there's a part one and a part two of the Japan experience on Craft Heads podcast where T- Tara and I just vomited our whole experience on Tommy for a couple hours. So go ch- check those out if you're mm, interested. I'd like to hear but, that. I'm pretty sure I didn't say anything that entire episode. They just took downloaded it on me, and I I think I had five beers, and I was just like this the whole time, just listening and just enjoying it. I would love to hear it. Japan is just such a beautiful. And if you haven't been to Japan, put move it up your list. Move yes. it up your list of places that you need to go internationally. Yeah. First of all, Tommy's correct. Um, also, as Tom says, uh, don't wait. And here's a reason not to wait. I have amazing news. Mm. Japan has been really insane about COVID mm. regulations and traveling and everything. Yes, they would be. I can't remember the exact date. It is very nice, Tara. It is, I want to say it's October 11th, but you'll have to fact check me on that. This coming October X, whatever date it is, they are officially opening their doors to pre-COVID 
in other words, COVID never happened in terms of if you want, if no, in terms of if you want to go, because like they had really strict requirements in terms of vaccinations and boosters and everything. Now it's literally pre COVID. Mm. If you want to go to Japan, I highly recommend it because I wouldn't be surprised if that changes in the future because the shit's never going away. Yeah. So get in now while you can. And uh, the, with it. Tara just brought over a bookmark that we bought there. This was the Shinjuku uh, Gyoen National. Yeah. Uh, garden in Shinjuku. Oh my God! What a what a cool neighborhood. It, it is so yeah. so amazing. So I, I'm tapped out, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I I am too. And and to fi- finalize the episode mm. before we go get some beautiful ramen. Now that we're talking wait. about um, Tokyo and mm. Japan and everything, mm. where's the flagship of Allagash number Allagash White? Where does it rank on your list? So we just to recap seven nine eight two eight two. You said eight four for the stout. I think even higher. It's it's somewhere. The, the stout was my favorite actually. Well, I, I thought I the like stout. It. I'm glad that this out. isn't better. <laughs> yeah, um, and somewhere between the triple and the stout. So what was my? Uh, it was uh, you had eight two for the the triple and eight four for this the stout. Eight three. <laughs> okay, we the the, Allagash, the scale. I'm, I'm, I you know, am, am I the highest rater that you guys ever had? No, I we I don't I feel specifically like I just, like, have people rate things. I yeah. am because of the math guy, the 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 numbers guy that I am down to my core. He's a, I he's a I do this boy. for everybody. I don't even care who you are. I ask people to rate things all the time. Probably too much. Yeah. That's great. It's it's it, I, I like it. It's fun. <laughs> it's a fun conversation to have with it you is. all the time about you. You do have to rank with Tom. <laughs> but it's fun. It's it's really an interesting conversation and gets people to kind of go a little level deeper you, you, in their which thoughts. You should, you know, like you don't, should. Don't let it just like go in and out. The, right? One ear no, to the other. it's you an experience. Give the whole, give it a good thought. Yes. So eight. So Allagash White um, or Allagash, I should say, your best beer is your stout, according to these I, three I fellows. Would, I, that's what I think. Yeah, I think so. too. How do you guys feel about it? I I would say. It, it, again, the comedy drama analogy, if I'm in the mood for what White offers, mm. that was my favorite. Mm. And then if I want something heavier, the North Sky. It, let me North say Sky. this. That's my favorite stout now. Yeah. So they're both fantastic. fantastic and the Curio and the, and, and the Triple, yeah. there we go, Yeah. they were excellent. But yeah. it's it's kind of, with Allagash, it's back to basics. Like the Curio's the, not good. Well, the, you, the, you, you didn't like it? I did not like the curio. You didn't like Sorry, it. Sorry, Alex. You won't be sponsoring me. <laughs> the, <laughs> they, they will if we get money, guys. <laughs> I had the white with a cheesesteak in Philadelphia. It was a, it was an authentic cheesesteak in Philly. Yeah, it was. And you know, my my insanity about fennel. I have to wonder if coriander is you know on some level a cousin. It, it probably is because. Well, that could be. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, in terms of spices and herbs and everything, it's it's right. in the same neck of the woods. So yeah, that's probably why I had that. It's on thought. the spectrum. But, Tom, thank yeah. you so much for doing this. So it, much fun. Thank you. Know, you. you know what, um, Tommy? To the the last episode, you listened to the one with Adam, one forty nine, and this this is from my co host. He texts me and he was like, "That was one of the best episodes ever recorded," which I was very humbled and appreciative because whenever I was recording it and producing it. I was like, man, this this is this is fire. This is really good. So I was really glad to hear that. And as much as I love Adam, this one might have just been a a <laughs> notch up. Not because his experience is certainly much more interesting, but this is craft heads defined. <laughs> this is everything 
we, we do and stand for. And this was just an amazing experience. So thank mm-hmm. you both. And I thank you for saying that, Alex. Thank you for starting off the the end of the podcast here. I didn't get around to saying Alex started off this episode, and if you made it this far, kudos to you. <laughs> um, he started off this episode by saying, "Dad, you're an original crafty craft boy." Thank you. And and one of the other two things that we didn't get a chance to, and we're not going to delve into it, but be, my dad being an early on craft beer lover, you were not only an early on craft beer lover but you started doing yoga before yoga was cool yeah you started what was what was the other thing we were talking about earlier sushi oh yeah you started sushi in the night like sushi yeah. before i'm sure it was big you know but like to the americans sushi wasn't big it was weird you you downloaded sushi on me in the night when i was five years old you were like we are driving an hour and a half to go get sushi in yeah. pennsylvania because <laughs> boba tea yeah. Boba tea, you yeah, you told me about boba tea before anybody told me about boba tea. You, like the, you appreciate the international things earlier than all the other Americans <laughs> appreciate the international things. So, next thing that you find, I'm gonna be open ears and because <laughs> I will get it on this episode before anybody else does. Heard it here first, Craft Heads podcast. He, he's a man of the world, and that's what hap- <laughs> I'm gonna say in general. That's what happens when you travel. Yep. It is travel. One word, travel. That's a perfect, maybe we should end the podcast with this. Number one word, travel. 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 It'll be like doubled up on that. Oh, that was...